Hey everybody, Steve here with Local Level Podcast. I'm sitting here today with Jenny of Studio Phoenix. She is the owner of the, what would you call it? Uh, we're primarily known for being a pole dance studio. So we teach pole dancing lessons and then we also do other aerial arts. We do lira and uh, aerial hammocks and then some ground-based classes like yoga. Wow. So, okay, let's back up. Let's explain to the audience what a pole dance studio is and what aerial yoga is. Just walk us through step by step because I think there's a huge mis misconception. People don't really know exactly what it is. Um, if you can clarify that for us, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. So pole dancing studio, we're teaching women, just everyday women, how to pole dance. Um, most of our students are soccer moms and uh, women who just kind of want to find their mojo and feel sure. sexy or try something new or do exercise that's actually fun. <laughs> so it's a, uh, it's some of our students like sexier style, some like sportier style, and we have a little bit of both. Sure. Um, so pole dancing and then the aerial yoga, we use uh, the aerial hammocks. So it's kind of like the silks if you've seen Cirque du Soleil, mm -hmm. uh, very similar to that. So we'll do yoga using the hammocks um, and conditioning using the hammocks. And we just added Lyra for January and that's the aerial hoop. So if you've seen oh, maybe wow. Pink yeah. does aerial, sure. aerial hoop. Yeah. Yeah. Pink. No, very serious about that too. That's yes. like a big yeah, part of her show. Yes, absolutely. That's insane though. I mean, the workout for that, I, I don't even know how you guys do that. It's insane. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we start we start you off small. So we we start because we we know most people coming in have never done this before yeah, <laughs> and don't right. have the muscle tone for it. And uh, so we start you. All of our exercises are built for people who are walking in off the street who've never touched any sort of aerial apparatus. Um, I was the slow kid in gym class. I was I was picked last in gym class, so I am not a naturally athletic person. And so sure. um, all of our workouts are built for the everyday woman. Hmm. And I mean that whenever you do something physical like that and you're surrounded by people that are very supportive, it's a really, really positive experience. Um, when we were talking on the phone, we were talking about the environment that you have put together uh, in your specific space. Can you kind of uh, explain a little bit about uh, what it looks like, what it feels like when somebody comes through your door? Absolutely. Uh, the word that we hear most from our students is they feel like they're home. Um, I decorated it with a very comfortable vibe and it's just it's very plush and nice fabrics and mm. um, kind of darker colors and you feel like you're walking into a living room and um, we have a big sign in the front of the lobby that says we're a drama-free environment <laughs> so right. with all women uh, it's something that we make sure that we really stress is that everybody is welcome here and as long as you're loving and judgment-free and supportive of each other, you're welcome in our tribe. And yeah. so it's it's really cool to be in that environment because women, when we actually lift each other up and empower each other, are unstoppable. Sure, I agree, I agree. The uh, the female is the most, uh, what would you call it, the apex predator? Or the, <laughs> <laughs> the female of the species is more deadlier than the male. Absolutely. Right. Um, but no, that's, that's great. I think that there's a misconception with this uh, particular thing. How do you deal with that? I mean, because at the end of the day, what you're really talking about is something that's building people up. It's not something that is in any way negative. I mean, it's healthy, it's uh, you know, empowering mentally. Um, have you encountered any of that kind of like, I guess, uneducated 
Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, and it's it's funny because you'll get people that kind of joke, oh, are you a stripper now? And right. I do have students who are strippers and instructors who are strippers. Sure. And um, they're phenomenally talented women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have students who are accountants and I have students who are in, in college, you know, so it's a really wide variety of personalities and, and styles and what they're hoping to get out of class. Um, I think that we're able to own the empowerment side of that without diminishing or devaluing those who do this as a profession. Sure. And, um, and that's something that's really important to our studio is that everybody's welcome. Um, so it's, it's definitely, it's not stripping. <laughs> we don't take yeah. our clothes off in class. Sure. Um, we, we focus more on the athletic aspect of it, but we do have exotic classes and sexier mm-hmm. classes. Um, but it's, our, what really sets the studio apart, I feel, is that it's a sisterhood and it's the relationships that they're building in the classes and having a space where you can be vulnerable and not have to take care of everybody else around you yeah. or wear a certain hat or look a certain way mm-hmm. is unbelievably empowering. Um, we, we are all different body shapes. You know, I'm, I'm not a size two. I'm not 20 years old. Um, and because we need skin for the pole, we're usually in sports bras and booty shorts. And so we're out there with our cellulite and our stretch marks and our saggy skin and whatever because we're real bodies and real women. And yeah. And it's so beautiful to see that and to have one of my one of my students uh, who's in her 40s sent me a photo of herself in a bikini on her vacation. Mm. And she said, this is because of you Wow. that she wore a bikini and she was proud, you know, and just here it is. This is me. And that's an incredible space to be. That really is. I mean, that's that's life changing for a lot of people. I mean, uh, just the confidence level, if you don't, you know, I mean, not having confidence is one of the biggest reasons people get depressed and feel alone and, you know, maybe won't socialize or won't do something that they want to do. Um, and building that confidence up and helping people, uh, I guess, find that is so important. And uh, you know what, that's, that's really, really great that you have built a space that allows people to do that. And um, touching on one of the things that you just said, you know, why, why do you think people come to you? I mean, because people come off the street and people maybe, maybe have heard about the, the things or whatever, but what, what is the, the, I guess, what is the main reason that people walk through your door the first time? Initially, it's that they kind of want to do something naughty. Mm, sure. <laughs> they want to try something fun and different. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, my friend dragged me to my first class yeah. and said, just come and keep me company, you know? Um, but that's usually the initial draw is kind of that, oh, it's a little bit naughty, mm-hmm. right? And then once they get in there, they realize, I need this, you mm-hmm. know? And that's what it was for me in my first class was seeing how confident these women were who looked like me and were just walking around in barely any clothing and confident in, in their skin and I wanted that for myself that was not sure. something that I had at that time and um, and then the the sisterhood and having a space where you can have healthy female relationships where you're lifting each other up mm-hmm. that's something that we crave and it's not something that is necessarily out in the rest of the world right yeah very true very true um, those, those relationships where you're vulnerable uh, behind closed doors you know in a safe place Absolutely. So, so important. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about your background, you know, leading up to where you're at now, because you've done a lot of different things. Uh, you know, when we were talking, you had a full career 
in photography before. Can you tell us a little bit about, I guess, leading up to here, everything? Just tell us everything. <laughs> tell us everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I graduated with a degree in advertising um, and public relations and worked in that field for three years. Mm-hmm. I was laid off two weeks after my wedding. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty rough. It wasn't, wasn't the best timing in the world, uh, but it worked out well because it was the catalyst I needed to do what at the time was my dream was to start a photography company. I'd been doing it as a hobby and it worked out well to be able to take that full time. So um, I did that for 15 years and then retired a few years ago from that because it was just too hard to run both companies well. So um, I still do a little bit on the side here and there for for our staff photos and things like that. Um, But yeah, did weddings and babies and boudoir and labor and delivery everything <laughs> all the photos for 15 years yeah and you you said that uh it really was uh growing up you know when we were talking on the phone you kind of like laid out the fact that you wanted to find something that would actually help people and empower people because of your experiences growing up can you explain a little bit about that um i think Growing up in junior high, I was chunky and blonde and wore bifocal glasses and was short and Polish and the butt of every joke you can possibly imagine. (laughs) So uh, I learned to tell jokes really fast (laughs) so that I could beat them to the punch. Um, But yeah, I I kind of grew up uh, not not being full out bullied, but kind of the mean girl stuff in junior high and and high school. And um, I think that that's part of my vision for the studio is it's that safe space where people can come and feel like they fit in, you know, and, um, I've had a few, few students tell me that this is the first time that they've had solid relationships with women mm-hmm. or that they've felt a part of something. And, and that's a powerful thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, 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 we are definitely in agreement on that. Um, if we could talk a little bit more about, I guess, um, how you got to this of all the different things that you could have done in your career why this what was the the transformation from you know advertising to photography to this I uh, so I have fibromyalgia and mm-hmm. chronic fatigue syndrome so my everyday how I feel on a good day so a day like today is how you feel when you have the flu so that's mm. what I'm working through is that level of fatigue and achiness wow. um, just to kind of power through and teach classes and do things like that. That's kind of my high point. Um, mm. And on my really bad days, I'm in my wheelchair or I'm in bed. Oh and uh, when I first, t- when I took my first pole class, I was in bed more often than not and couldn't hold a full-time job um, and was becoming suicidal, mm. uh, realizing that this is the rest of my life, you know, and yeah. I, I'm in my 20s and it's just it's not fun to think about this is the rest of my life. So it was kind of my last ditch effort at reclaiming my health and trying wow. to find something to live for and uh, realizing what a huge change it made in my life. Um, I'm not claiming that it cures depression or diseases or anything, but sure. it's absolutely improved my conditions. And I think that that was really what made me think I want to share this with other women is seeing, okay, this made such a huge change in my life and boosted my confidence. I'm, I'm like a completely different person, you know, and um, I'm naturally a clinging to the wall introvert. <laughs> and 
And so for me to be able to get up and speak in front of people or lead classes, or um, it, it's absolutely made me more confident, and I wanted to share that. Yeah, well, I, I'm very happy to have you on because it's, it's powerful stuff. I mean, you're not the only one. There's so many people that are dealing with the same sort of things. Not necessarily exactly. Absolutely. But in some ways. And uh, I think a conversation like this can definitely be helpful to people, um, if not just to try new things. You yes. Know? Um, so, okay. So tell us about your friend pulling you in the first time to do this. Tell Absolutely. us about that. Absolutely. So um, she, <laughs> she contacted me and wanted me to come to a class with her. And I, I was raised very conservative Christian. Both my parents were ministers. Mm, um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm, I'm a good little Christian girl. I don't dance on poles. <laughs> and, um, right. And I realized that I was only half right in that. <laughs> so um, she, she offered to pay for my class if I would just keep her company. And wow. I had so much fun. And, and I realized that I was missing something that I didn't even know I was missing. Wow. And that's, I always try to encourage people, at least try it. You know, yeah. at least try it. Even if you think you might hate it, try it. Because I, I really didn't see myself as sexy. I didn't see myself as athletic. Um, and so... I, I always want people to give it a shot. Yeah, <laughs> At least of try. course. Yes. And uh, so she, she dragged me to that class kicking and screaming, and I fell in love with it. I, it's, it's so addictive because you walk out of class empowered and realizing, wow, I can do more than I thought I could. And then you come back the next week, and you can do even more. Yeah. And the next week, you can do even more. And the biggest thing to me that I realized as a woman is instead of seeing my body as um, – what it looks like I, I see it as or what you, how you view it right I'm recognizing it for what it can do and that's an sure. entirely different mindset and for so many of us women who are constantly confronted with photoshopped images and you have yeah. to be perfect and you have to do all these things oh it's all fake yes. everybody knows oh, it's fake absolutely. too absolutely um, and it's just it's so powerful to, to have that mindset switch of yeah. yeah no I don't look like a photoshop model but look at what I can, I can hold my body weight upside down with just mm -hmm. my arms that's yeah. amazing so it's, it's been really cool because I've had a few people ask me how I feel about my daughters being surrounded by pole dancers growing up. And I said they're the best role models because they're yeah. these confident, strong mm -hmm. women who aren't obsessed with what their bodies look like. Mm -hmm. And uh, Yeah, that's the most unhealthy thing you can have is, you know, lack of confidence and complete, like, just, I guess, disgust with yourself. Yes. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. that is just so toxic and terrible. And uh, culture today, I, guess, I think we're coming around a little bit, though. Yes. You know, um, over the past few decades, though, it's been just about real thin, you know, coat hanger models. And uh, and that's not real. That's not those aren't positive images for females at all. I think I, you know, I try to stay away from shaming anybody types Uh I think all all shapes are real, sure. but I think that we're accepting more variety yeah. in what we see as beautiful, and I right. I love that. I I embrace that wholeheartedly. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's great. And um, so, okay, so what what exactly was like the wow, this is the greatest thing ever moment about you know like when you first went in, what was it about the experience the first time that you went in and experienced this? What was it that really got you um i got emotional because i i realized um 
you know, the teacher was leading us through our warm up and, and not in a sexual way, but she would have us run our hand down our leg or do touch our body. And it felt so awkward to me. Hmm. And I realized this is my own body and I'm not comfortable touching myself even in a non-sexual way. Wow. And um, that was eye-opening for me. And to realize that um, I needed to grow in that area and that mm-hmm. that was something that I, I lacked. And again, that I, I didn't realize I did. You know, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things you don't realize you miss until you see it's there. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's, that's, that plays right into what we're talking about. I mean, being uncomfortable with your own body. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you have to live in your body. Right. Like, this is your vehicle for consciousness. Absolutely. Um, and I think a lot of this is about your perception and the perception that people have about, I guess, pole dancing. They just think of strippers and all that stuff. And it's so closed minded because there's so much like physical uh talent behind that i mean i could never do anything like that i would (laughs) yeah i guess it actually comes easier for guys because men have a more natural upper body strength yeah and so uh we're always a little bit jealous when we let the boys come for our our christmas parties and things like that and we let them play and and they can do things that we work so hard to do (laughs) but it's harder for you guys to do the sexy stuff so yeah i would look so funny doing that i would look so funny um, and so, okay. So like what, what, give me a breakdown of like your clientele. So how do people find you? Um, I, we were at the top supposed to plug this studio. Can you plug the studio? <laughs> Tell everybody where to find you. Tell Absolutely. everybody your website, all that stuff. Yeah. So we're Studio Phoenix. Uh, our website is phoenixpole.com. We're in Arlington Heights, Illinois. And, um, you can find all of our class information and everything there. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, yeah, we'll definitely put the uh, website in the description below as well. And uh, so, okay, let's get into the business side of it a little bit. Okay. Because, you know, I, mean, I think we're, we're totally in agreement that what you're doing uh, as far as empowerment and, you know, the just health, I guess, is, is really important. Um, the business side of it, you had shifted careers. So... What was the transition when you decided that you wanted to stop doing the photography and you're going to open something new and take a risk? Because it is a big risk. Mm-hmm. What was your head like? You know, I mean, what what made you think that it was the right move? Um, well, I, I still did photography for a few years after we opened, mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't completely leave that right away. Uh, I was taking classes at one studio and through a series of events, ended up leaving that studio and going to teach at my first studio that I started at, sure. uh, which was wonderful, and was starting to look for spaces to open my own because I knew I wanted something with my own flavor. Mm-hmm. And um, each studio kind of takes on the personality of the owner, and I knew that I wanted somewhere that was my space. Yeah. And the opportunity opened up to buy out a, the studio that I had left and... Uh, that was how we got started. <laughs> okay, okay. So, but there's, you know, that was a pretty concise answer, but there was, <laughs> there's a lot more involved there. Um, so, okay, so you, you at, at, there was a point where you decided, you know what, I'm going to make this my career. Can you tell us about that? I think it was, I knew I wanted to teach pretty early on. Um, and then the more that I thought about teaching, the more that I realized I wanted it to be my own. I wanted my own space. Mm-hmm. Um, I had so many ideas of, of how I wanted to have the classes and the curriculum and the, the atmosphere and, and the feel of it. And yeah. I actually bought the website. Um, oh gosh, 
probably six months before the opportunity opened up to buy the studio. Mm -hmm. um, so way far in advance, I already knew what I wanted to name the studio and uh, about the website and everything. So I, kn I knew that it was coming. <laughs> so, okay, um, not to cut you off, but so Studio Phoenix, why? So the phoenix is a bird that uh, dies <laughs> and dies in the fire and is rebirthed from the ashes. Right. Um, and for most of us women, pole dancing is, is a rebirth opportunity mm -hmm. and finding a new side of ourselves uh, for many of our, I shouldn't say many of our students, for several of our students, uh, they end up leaving unhealthy relationships or oh, yeah. um, quitting vices, you know, smoking or things like that um, because they realize they're worth so much more than they've been giving themselves credit for. Sure. And so it's absolutely what I envisioned was it would be a space of rebirth for women. And that's absolutely what it's become. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it all plays into itself. I mean, it's uh, it makes perfect sense. Um, now, where are you located? We're right by Euclid in 53. In Arlington Heights. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. And so, okay, so tell us about the process. Like, uh, I know we're not getting into prices or anything like that, but how does the, how does it work? I mean, so you come in and y you, uh, you have to, obviously, there's a train, there's a learning curve. So you offer different types of classes. Can you explain a little bit about what you offer? Absolutely. So we start you off with pole fundamentals, which mm -hmm. is the basics. And again, is written for someone who's never touched a pole, is not athletic at all. Mm -hmm. um, you come in and, and you take a class and you take a few of those before you move up to level two. We have 15 levels plus our elite level, which mm -hmm. is uh, an ongoing level in our curriculum. And each level that you graduate, you get a certificate, graduation certificate, and you get a new a new garter, a different color garter. Oh wow, that's <laughs> so it's awesome! Like karate belts, but sexy. <laughs> is that is that industry standard, or is that did you come up with that? No, I I actually borrowed the idea from um, my first studio with her permission. <laughs> hmm. um, but the the students love it. They they love it. So yeah. it's a fun transition for each level. Sure. Yeah. So that's our pool fitness. And then um, our other classes, you can kind of either take one at a time, or you can sign up for several at a time. Um, so they're not as progressive, whereas our level pool is progressive. Sure. Okay. And um, now you have people coming in all different, you know, shapes and sizes and uh, levels of fitness. Uh, how, what type of, uh, I guess, success have you seen? I mean, what's the biggest transformation you think you can point to? I would say Physically, the biggest transformation um, was one of our students who lost 50 pounds. Wow. Um, all through pole dancing. <laughs> hmm. And that, that was pretty phenomenal. Emotionally, the one that hit me the hardest was one of my girls who, um, I think she's almost like a daughter <laughs> to me. Yeah. Uh, she was 18 and had, she found our studio right after she got out of the hospital from being raped. Oh my God. And, um, came in and she took her first level and at our level one graduation she started crying and we all came around her and gave her a big group hug and I said what's wrong honey and she said I'm still here Wow. and she had really struggled with suicide and, and things like that from what she'd been through and just seeing that transformation yeah you know they they call me mama bear because they're all my girls mm, <laughs> I love sure. them so much and uh but it just absolutely broke my heart in the best way yeah, that's that's a really serious story. Yeah, I mean, that's you can almost hang hang it up after that, right? I mean, if you could do that once, you really made a change. 
Absolutely. Yeah. For her matters. to be able to come in and be vulnerable and reclaim that part of her life. Yeah. Was so powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't want to make you cry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tears of joy, though, because yes. of accomplishment, you know, yes. I mean, you're, you're really doing something great there. And um, OK, so, you know, I mean, talking about kind of like going back to what I was asking before, have you dealt with, I mean, people that are that are pushing back on what you're doing? I really haven't had too much of an issue. I've found if I'm matter of fact in how I present it, then they're pretty matter of fact in receiving it. I, I don't act like I have anything to be ashamed of because I don't. No, of course and, not. And uh, so, yeah, usually if I just say, oh, well, I teach pole dancing, and sometimes you'll get a, a little reaction out of them. Yeah, but I mean, there's a stigma. I mean, there is. It's, it's mm-hmm. a fact. So how do you, I mean, so you really haven't really dealt with it much or? Not too, not too much, honestly. It's, it's becoming more and more common. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time now when I say that I teach pole dancing, they'll say, oh, I have a niece or a friend or a cousin who pole dances. And wow. so it's actually becoming much more common, which is great. Uh, when I first started, I, I told everybody I was taking pole Lottie's class because mm. <laughs> nobody knew <laughs> nice that it name. was a gym class. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's becoming so much more common now, and that really does help. Um, but yeah, it's very rare now that I that I get uh, an attitude every once in a while. I'll get someone who's oh, like, I couldn't imagine doing that. And I said, well, I'm sorry for you. You should try it. You know. Yeah. And usually I'll take the path of kindness and educating them, and mm-hmm. that usually diffuses the situation and they end up learning something and coming out of it with a better attitude yeah yeah and you know you mentioned that you have uh you have children around this too so i think tell me if you don't want to cover this but i think we we mentioned it before there was something where you got a little back backlash about the yes i so i was the cheerleading coach for junior high at my daughter's school and um the first year went wonderful. Everybody loved loved the team, loved what I was doing with them. I was educating everybody on anatomy. My girls learned anatomy in Latin mm. and in English. Oh wow! Um, so it was it was the most comprehensive coaching that they had had, and that's what they told me. And the second year, they asked me to take on junior high and high school, which was amazing. And uh, started the year off, and one of the parents complained that I owned a pole dance studio, and they were not okay with that. And it was frustrating because they knew. For I've I've known them for years. I went to high school with the with the dad, and hmm. um, so that was really frustrating. And I went in and tried to fight my cause with administration, but they just wouldn't have it. So. And what was the reasoning? It was just because somebody said something, or they yeah they they felt that because a parent had spoken up and had a problem with it that they couldn't have me continue to coach. So the the parents had a fit, wrote emails, the kids, all the cheerleaders signed a petition, passed around school. It was. Yeah. It was really sweet. It was really sweet. It was rough because I loved those girls so much. And to be able to speak into their lives at such an important age when they're just starting to have those body issues. Right, sure. You know, and we would talk about that in practice where they'd, you know, find a little role and be upset. And I, I said, everybody's got roles. That skin, you're supposed to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. not a mannequin, you know. And, and we'd talk about all the amazing things that their bodies were doing and how to feel them and how to be an athlete and um, I think that that's so important to get girls before they have all these issues that I'm, yeah. I'm seeing on the other end of it now with adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a shame. And I think that'll change. I think that uh, things are moving in the right direction, like you mentioned. Uh, people are a lot more open-minded nowadays. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I mean, 30 years ago, it would be much different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
but uh, thankfully we're moving in the right direction. And um, okay, so tell me about like the uh, the the physical part of it. So you um, you said that you you've had somebody actually lost fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what t- what does a workout look like? How long does it run? And what do you guys cover? Can you kind of Absolutely. walk us through? Yeah. So our classes are one hour and we start with what we call refocus, which is sort of a meditation light. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's just kind of calming your brain down and letting go, especially women. We carry all this stuff with us all sure, day and sure. our brains are constantly um, connecting everything. And so it, sometimes just giving a woman permission to let that go mm-hmm. is very freeing. And so we start start the class off with that, and then we'll do a warm-up, and we'll do a workout, and we learn our tricks for the night, and they get time to dance, and then at the end we do conditioning until they can't do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's definitely a good way to work out. I mean, body and mind, I guess, is the best Absolutely. Best way to go. Um, yeah. Now, you are not doing this all alone, obviously. You have no. a staff. Can you talk about uh, your, your, your staff? And I have an amazing staff. Mm-hmm. I, I always brag on them. <laughs> so we have 17 instructors right now, and then we also have um, administrative staff and uh, managers, coordinators, things like that. Uh, my instructors are phenomenal <sighs> women, and uh, I always say my secret sauce is I hire people who are better than me. Yeah, and um, that was something that I actually wrote down because it's it's very wise. It's it's that's honestly the reason that we're successful is that I f- I truly believe every instructor on my staff is better than me at something, and uh, because if I if I'm the best one in my studio, we can only grow as far as I am. Exactly, and I am not an advanced pole dancer by any means, and sure. so to be able to bring in women that are so incredibly talented and they love their students and they, they have the, the vision of the studio and they carry that through into their classes is so special. And um, they're just, I'm so grateful for them. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, you're only as good as the, um, the people that you, you have on the team. You know, it's, it's a team effort. Absolutely. Um, you, you can't do it on your own. Uh, I mean, you can do so oh, just so much, you know. Um, it gets exhausting. Yeah. Yes, yes. So you know, I mean, there's, there's, this show is about the successes and struggles. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about some of the struggles along the way. I mean, in the business side of it, opening up, maybe some hesitation, maybe feeling like uh, you, you, maybe you, did you ever have something where you felt like you made the wrong move and you shouldn't have got into this? Or was it full steam ahead the whole time? Only like once a week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd be lying if I said that I was always 100% sure I did the right thing. I think any entrepreneur will tell you that. Um, You you have your days where you just question everything and is it worth it? And um, uh, I actually keep a file on my phone with notes from students that are just nice things that they've said um, to remind myself why I'm doing this when it Mm -hmm. gets hard. And um, yeah, we've absolutely had times that were difficult and um staff members who weren't a good fit with with us and we weren't with them and that had to move on and um moving into the space that we're in now was definitely a big leap that was scary yeah you okay so you actually recently just made up was it recent that you made the change no no it was pretty quickly we when we bought out the studio it was a 500 square foot space so it was pretty small Mm -hmm. and um not a great location and so we moved into our current space is 2,600 square feet because okay. uh, we outgrew that space very quickly. It was turning away business. Yeah. And with 17 instructors, right? I mean, now, yes, now. <laughs> we started with four. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it was, we started with 21 people um, in the whole studio. So it, it's definitely grown 
quickly. But yeah, moving into that space was scary because rent, yeah. rent was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> in it, it, area. it always is. I mean, it's like uh, it's like a, a hermit crab almost. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta kind of like. Well, I guess a better better one would be like a goldfish. You're only you can you grow right. to the size of your tank, right? Absolutely. So that's great. And um, so, where do you find? Um, I guess where do you where do you find your uh, employees, you know, your, your trainers? Where, where do you scout from? Most of my instructors are homegrown. They came up through our classes, and um, okay. some of them I had for the very first class. They're my babies. Oh, very nice. Um, some have come in from other studios. We had one who was actually driving in from Kenosha for classes and then ended up moving to Chicago to be uh, closer for both of her jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, one was a studio owner out out west and um their studio closed so she ended up coming to us okay um but most most of ours are came up through the ranks and that's you know they know the vision of the studio that way they know how the classes are they they have a vested interest in having it be successful so okay so like to give give the listeners kind of an idea of what it looks like when, when when they come in can you compare it to a different type of business like is there is there some sort of comparison um, for for the the type of structure of the business or like um, I guess when you walk through is it like a fitness studio is it like a gym is it like a dance studio what does it look like how does it work I would say probably closer to a dance studio we we have a beautiful lobby that you come in and you can sit in and I have girls who come and sit for hours mm-hmm. <laughs> bring their laptop or hang out and talk and um, it's really comfy and and that's where they make their friendships um, and then the, the classroom, we have three classrooms. So okay. uh, the first two have poles in them. And then the third one has our aerial equipment. So it has our aerial hammocks and our Lyra and ballet bars and a uh, mm-hmm. big open floor for, for practicing floor work and things like that. Very nice. Yeah. And so, okay, so how can people, um, I mean, I know we're not getting to prices, but uh, what, what would you recommend for somebody that doesn't know anything about this stuff um, they want to get healthy. They want to do something that is uh, fun and different. What would what would be your go to course or class or pole fundamentals would absolutely be where they'd start. And then what how, what's in that? What is, what does that uh, cover? So pole fundamentals covers all of the the basics of pole dancing. So we go over floor work, things that we do on our hands and knees and on on the floor. Um, two-handed spins around the pole, working the wall, <laughs> the, whole, <laughs> the whole shebang. So it kind of starts to build up your vocabulary as a dancer. Okay. Um, because we also start you freestyling in class where you, you kind of will do a little routine, a little combination a couple times, and then we just let you loose and you do whatever you want to do. And wow. so it helps to start build up that vocabulary as a dancer to have moves that you can go to. So, okay, so like the moves. I mean, if you don't know anything about dancing or anything, how do you... If you're gonna just freestyle, I guess what are you doing? What's the gui- what's the guidance? What does that look like without, <laughs> without actually doing it, but just explaining it? I always say, when in doubt, hip circle. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell mine, just keep moving, even if you're just walking around the pole continuously for the whole song. Keep moving, and eventually, it's gonna start to come naturally. And, and it goes by songs. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll play a song, and I te- each class for pole fundamentals, we teach a combination. So we'll teach them the moves, and mm-hmm. then we'll put it together. And I'll dance it with them, and I call it out, and that way they know what they're doing. They don't feel like they're lost. And uh, sure. I always dance with them, and um, we bring the lights down so it doesn't feel quite as, you know, like you're on display. Yeah. And um, it's nice because they can do the combo and feel like they're on top of things, and then 
they get that freestyle time where they can just get in their skin and, and feel the music and enjoy themselves. Yeah. And so there has to be a level of, I guess, self-consciousness. Like uh, when, you, when you first walk in, how do you kind of work that out? Um, I think it helps that we have so many different body types and mm. races and ages. And I have women in their 60s. And, um, you know, it really just it helps that we have a variety of people there so mm. that they're not just walking in and seeing all cookie cutter body type. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, we have signs everywhere, drama free environment. And, um, you know, that we actually have it written in our waiver that we are positive words only in our studio. Um, and that absolutely helps, you know, and we, from the beginning, we explained to them, this is a space where you can, it, it's judgment free. Yeah. You're not going to be judged. And, um, and we have students who are very self-conscious at first. We always joke that you start off in like pants and a turtleneck cause you don't want to show your body yet, yeah, you know, yeah. and by a few levels you're in your sports bra and booty shorts. <laughs> you say you actually have to have skin on the pole though. Otherwise you don't get the, I guess the traction. Yeah. So the, the first level you actually don't need a whole lot of skin because we're not, uh, doing so much holds up high on the pole is more spins and floor work and things like that. Um, some of the conditioning, it helps to have your calves free or things like that. But, okay. um, yeah, at the beginning you don't need a whole lot of skin showing, which is nice because sure. you don't start off feeling comfortable being next to naked. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And I mean, there's a, there's a, a level, I'm sure there's a kind of a ramp up period. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now. Okay. So that, that leads me. So, um, how long, I guess, of a period, what, how long would you say it normally takes for somebody to, to come in, start out and get to the point where they're doing more advanced things like what you were talking about, like, uh, holds and, and all that? Um, I guess it depends on what you consider advanced. I would say our, our elite classes are what the pole industry considers advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about three years in. Uh, but you're going upside down about six months in is when we start you going upside down. Uh, that whole time we're preparing your body for it. So we're doing conditioning. Yeah. We're, we're making sure you know exactly what to do, how to be safe, how to bail safely, all oh, of those things. Yeah. yeah. So all of my instructors are trained in spotting. We have crash mats. But everything is... Um, very carefully trained. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would hope so. Yes, uh, you, you, know, you don't want to crack your head. Um, so, have you had any injuries uh, that you can kind of note? I I would say m- my klutzy self. I'm probably the worst injury. <laughs> um, I did. I gave myself a concussion on the pole. Oh, <laughs> I got wow. a little too into a floor work move and cracked my head on the pole. So, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. And so, okay, but that doesn't. Uh, it's not not normal. I mean. Oh it, no! Yeah, we're so we're so careful and um we really stress the importance of safety and um and thankfully uh, the students that that stick with us are ones who really uphold that too and mm-hmm. um you know even parties they'll ask oh can we be drunk first and no, um, no. <laughs> this is a really dangerous sport you yeah. want to have make sure you have all your faculties right right yes. yeah um yeah you, you you mentioned uh when we were talking on the phone about the um the, the culture sometimes there might be people that would be maybe uh, having vices, maybe using drugs or something like that. How do you weed that out? Have you dealt with that? Um, I honestly, in, I want to like knock on wood, yeah. uh, in six years, I've only ever had one person who uh, was high, <laughs> you know, showed up high to class. Yeah. And uh, I'm a mom, so I have a pretty fierce mom voice. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I pulled her aside and I said she was done for the, for the night and I... Um, 
told her she won't do that again. It was yeah. disrespectful and it's not safe. And she never did. She's actually one of my employees now and is just an amazing employee and phenomenal. And um, I love her to death. And yeah, it was just, a, you know, education. Mm. And that's usually sure. what most people need. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that, that's it's good to hear. I mean, people like I can't stress enough. I mean, when when I first heard about it, I have to admit, I mean, I didn't know anything about it. So I was like. You know, there's always a stigma about what what it is that you do, and is it a real professional thing? And it totally is. It totally is something that is like more professional um, and and more important sometimes than just going to the gym. Yes, you yeah, know? it's. I feel like it's it encompasses more of the emotional world besides just the physical, and um, in some. In some sports, you're being judged on just what your body looks like or, yeah. you know, and, and in ours, it's about so much more than that. And we're in the process of becoming an Olympic sport, which is wow. pretty amazing. And uh, there are competitions. I compete. Um, I was going to ask you about that, the competition. Yeah. How does that work out? Uh, so they have judges and you have compulsories, uh, certain moves that you need to hit and obviously the making it look effortless. Uh, sure. You'll be timed on how much time you spend on. Uh, so if you've been to a strip club, you've seen poles that spin, okay. <laughs> right? So there's spin pole and there's static pole. And so you have to spend time on each in most competitions. You have to be able to show that you can use both a static pole and a spin pole. Wow. And then also a certain amount of time just using the floor, transitioning between the poles, making that look smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, your musicality, your costuming, everything like that. So... Um, there's judging and there's some of them feed into larger competitions that go throughout the world. Now, are you guys, um, or I guess, are you gals uh, working towards qualifying for that stuff or are you training for that in any way? I, I compete on a local level. I don't do international. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not advanced. Uh, so we have a pretty healthy competition team. Um, I think we have about 12 girls that cycle through different competitions in the area. Wow. Um, and then drive up into it. Like I've competed in St. Louis. I have a few that are going to Minnesota next month. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, they kind of travel around and there's men and women, um, all sexes and in, in the competitions. So usually they don't separate by sex anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just some separate by age. So okay. I'm in the grand master division cause I'm in my forties <laughs> or I'm in the masters. Sorry. Grandmaster is 50 plus. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we have pole dancers that, uh, famous pole dancers that are in their 60s and competing and wow. it's pretty amazing yeah i mean the the upper body strength and you know all that it's just unbelievable seeing some of the things that you guys do um and uh so you have some pretty big news uh you have a book coming out can I you do. tell us about that yes yes so uh it should be out in january and it's called rituals for feminine power and it's all about the, the things that kind of hold us back as women, deep diving into the emotional breakthroughs that we need to kind of embrace the power that we have innately as women. Sure. And so it's part journaling and kind of the emotional deep dive, and it's part movement. Uh, because when you tie in the, the body and the mind, it's, it's so incredibly powerful, yeah. uh, the things that you can break through. And it's written so that you can do this in your living room. You know, it doesn't have to be... Uh, you don't have to have a big dance space. It's not pole dance specific. It's just moving your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also going to be having workshops around it where you can come out and take the workshops with the, with the book. Very nice. Now, there's a background story with the book. Can you tell us about how <laughs> that came together? Yes. Yeah, so Very interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I was uh, creating the workshop 
and didn't intend to really have a book except for sort of notes to go along with the workshop. Mm-hmm. And then um, realized it would be better to have a book. So I ended up writing the book in two days. Mm. And uh, I, I think when things flow that way, it's, it's a catharsis. It's supposed to happen. It's supposed to be out in the universe. And right. um, so I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm really excited for it. And um, I also wrote a teen version that I had my daughters go through and we're in the process of editing and oh wow um so that we'll have teen workshops too and very nice yeah wow Uh, yeah I didn't know about that part (laughs) that's awesome and so what's the separation between the teen version and the normal version I guess uh the adult version we get a little bit more into sensuality and sexuality okay those are two different things uh sensuality is tapping into the senses which a lot of people confuse the two um Obviously, I don't want to approach sexuality with teens. Yeah. And sensuality would make their parents nervous anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, the teen version is definitely uh, more in the emotional aspects and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, And it's just phrased a little bit more teen-friendly. Gotcha. Um, but it really, it still gets at the heart of things. And uh, having my daughter tell me there's a, there's a part in there that deals with accepting your physical body. And you walk through... Uh, maybe different ideas that you have towards your body and then you forgive your body. If there's issues that you have against it, resentments that you have against it, like me for chronic chronic pain issues, sure, it yeah. can become the enemy. And so there's a part where you walk through and you forgive your body and my daughter said it made her cry. Wow. You know, and she's 14. And yeah. so to already have that hit an emotional undertone for a 14 year old mm-hmm. tells you how necessary it is. Absolutely, yeah. Um, that's as real as it gets. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like I said before, I mean, it's your it's your vehicle of consciousness. You know, that's how you how you operate. And I mean, if you if you don't uh, if you're not comfortable in your own skin, that's such a bad place to be. Absolutely. You know, um, and so okay, so what's what's next? I mean, I know you're doing the book. You're, you have a successful place. Um, where do you see? this business going in the next five, 10 years? Is there anything else that you might want to be doing or, you know, what's on the horizon for you? Um, I've definitely gotten more into speaking and and writing. Um, I want to see the studio expand Mm -hmm. (laughs) and whether that's where we are creating a bigger space or adding a second location, I'm not sure yet. Uh, We're not quite there yet. Um, But being able to bring that experience to more people is really exciting to me. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something that I want to see happen in the future. Okay. And um, now, what do you do to promote the business, and how do you promote it? Most of our students are word of mouth. Um, okay. We do very little advertising. Uh, and it's it's great because the people that come through are high quality mm-hmm. <laughs> when they're referrals. And um, we do have a group on uh, that people okay. can find us on. Um, and then we do just a very little bit of advertising on social media. Sure. Things like that. Now, there was something that you perfectly then you talked about the shadow ban oh yes (laughs) let's talk about the shadow ban yes so the shadow ban if you're not familiar with the term is when instagram will hide certain hashtags so if somebody searches a hashtag which is normally how people will find you uh it'll come up with an error and say that it goes against community standards Hmm. things like that so uh recently before the Hustlers movie came out, the pole dance industry was going through a massive shadow ban. So they were shadow banning just every day, even pole fitness or names of moves, because we'll, we'll hashtag it with PD for pole dance and then the name of the move. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are these are not overtly sexual things, but yeah. because of the stigma of pole dancing, um, we were being unfairly banned. And so even 
I saw ads that women were fully clothed, capris and t-shirts, but there were polls in the photo were said, no, we, we won't run that because there mm. were polls in the photo. And, um, and yet you'll have a topless man or, you yeah. know, some bikini model influencer is completely fine. So mm-hmm. it was really frustrating and it affected, it didn't affect our business too badly because we're um, business to consumer, but a lot of the business to business uh, companies were really struggling through that. So it can be difficult to advertise <laughs> without getting triggered. You know, if yeah. we have too much skin showing, it, it triggers, you know, the, the bots kind of yeah, right. kick it back at us. Um, so I really try to capture the essence of who we are as a studio and that sisterhood and that mm. fun environment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're doing it right now. Yes. And, uh, and it's, it's great to, to be able to do that. Um, now, so, okay, who, who is your target? Who's the target audience uh, for, for what you do? My target audience, we are all women for our group classes. We do uh, privates for men if men are interested. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, just women who need to feel good in their skin, mm-hmm. to love their bodies, to feel confident. Um, and again, we have everything from 18 to in their 60s and all different shapes and sizes. So it's really just women who want to feel good about themselves. Gotcha. And uh, once again, if uh, and we'll put it in the description below, but if you want to plug your, your site and, uh, you know, any social media or if you have anything, do you have anything coming up? Uh, that you're, I think there was something in February you said that you were looking to promote. In, uh, in February, we have Share the Love Week for our current students. So they're able okay. to bring their, their significant others or their friends for free for that week. And they get to come in and, and try class with them. And so... We do like very basic um, level one stuff with them, and that's when we get the boys get to come play. <laughs> sure, yeah, and, and okay. So we didn't we didn't actually uh, we didn't bring that up. So it is a female only thing. Yes. Um, I guess the question that I wanted to ask is: Have you dealt with, or did you? Was it always that way, or did you come to make it female only? Uh, we started off female only, and um, I have had a few people contact us, uh, men who wanted to dance, and I. I just explained that we're women's only environment and I happily direct them to a studio that does okay. uh, have all sexes and um, it's just the the vibe at our studio is very feminine and very safe and I have quite a few students who say that they come to us specifically because we're women only. Because and, of that. Yeah. yeah, and maybe they've had a past where, you know, they need to feel safe and sure. so, um, yeah, so women and trans women are, are welcome in our studio. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's very nice. I mean, I mean, everybody. There's a there's an audience, and there's there's places that do certain things. So it's that's that's what you do. Absolutely. That's great. And um, okay, so it's Studio Phoenix, and uh, if you want to go ahead and promote your social and your absolutely. So yeah. it's phoenixpole.com, and then our Instagram is Studio Phoenix AH for Arlington Heights. And where are you located again? What's the address? Three four five five Salt Creek Lane in Arlington Heights. Perfect, perfect. And uh, you are starting new sessions in January. Yes, is that right? we are. Absolutely. So it's, uh, it's perfect timing. We'll be uh, putting this out here uh, probably very quickly. So, Wonderful. yeah, definitely uh, check them out. Uh, very, very great topics. Um, you know, uh, very helpful things. I mean, just physical, but the mental part is, is amazing. Um, it's a real pleasure to have you on. I really appreciate the time. And uh, I hope that uh, people reach out to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
Absolutely.